Welcome to the Disciples Dialogue, where believers celebrate their commonalities, share their testimonies, and edify the body of Christ. Each episode contains healthy conversations between Brother Jill and guest speaker. Thanks for joining the Disciples Dialogue. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to the Disciples Dialogue. Thank you so much for joining me again today. We're so excited to bring another guest speaker. Matter of fact, I got two guest speakers with me today. Uh, One of them you'll be familiar with, Brother Caleb Koch, who I did an episode with a while back on worship, I believe it was. Uh, Brother Caleb Koch, welcome back to the Disciples Dialogue. Thank you for having me again. Amen. And we have a very, very special guest with us today. Uh, Some of you may know him, some of you may not know him, but I'm glad I know him. (laughs) And this is Brother Jerry Williams, um, right here from the state of Virginia. Brother Jerry Williams, welcome to the Disciples Dialogue. Appreciate it. We're so glad that you're here with us. Now, yes. Brother Williams is uh, Brother Coke's grandfather, and Brother Caleb and I have been talking about getting you on the podcast because we value your voice so much in our lives. And so I thank you so much for joining us today, and I look forward to hearing all of what God has done in your life. Amen? Yep. So, uh, we'll kick this off by um, asking just a few questions, and if you don't mind to share, we've got people from all over the world, Brother Williams, who are listening, and and they can hear the wisdom that you have to share with us and, and maybe some of the testimonies of God's uh, hand moving in your life. And, and again, we just value your voice so much, and, and we just want to hear the great things of God uh, in your life. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and who you are, where you're from. and Yeah, well... I was born and raised in Bland County, uh, reared up there, and uh, I uh, was, my mom and dad made me go to a Methodist church. I went, I uh, guess, every Sunday. For that was, our, that was our thing. We went to church. We worked all week, and we went to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And our, our mom and dad made us do that, uh, you know. So I uh, finally... Well, Brother Clark was my pastor, mm-hmm. and so he lived below me, and uh, I, I lived a pretty not a good life during that time. And uh, I was probably I was probably in the neighborhood of uh, thirty five, thirty six years old when I really come to know the Lord. Okay, and uh, but. Uh, I've seen a, in my 84 years, I've seen a lot of stuff happen that I didn't think I'd see happen, but it's happened. And, but we can't uh, just, uh, throw in the towel when we see things go on in our lives. We mm. just, you got to pick up and go on. Yes. I did that. And, uh, Brother Clark, he, uh, kindly, uh, was a, a mentor for me because I, uh, I got to watching him and, uh, he was going to, his dad's church at that time in Bland, and uh, he asked me if I'd come and see. So, so I went to his church for a long time, and see, my mom and dad and them, they didn't know I was going to get married. I would went with this girl on Little Creek for about a year, I guess, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, So uh, me and Jewel decided we'd get married. And uh, I got up, I worked at the Timberwoods all my life. Okay. That's, what, that's how... <clears throat> We wasn't nothing else to do. We worked in the Timberwoods, and uh, so I got up one Sunday, uh, Friday morning, and I told my mom, I said, 
I'm going to get married, Mother, and uh, I got to have a job to work every day. Rain or shine, I can't be off a week or so when it's raining, snowing, all this type thing. Anyway, I, uh, I, I done that. I, uh, the Lord really blessed me all my life, even down when I was a sinner man walking in, in sin. Uh-huh. The Lord blessed me. Yes, sir. With jobs and, Lord, how mercy. And I've seen a lot of stuff go on. I've seen the Lord work miracles and things like that. But we live in a day now where they're discarding the Word of God, and they don't want to see the nature of what the Lord has gotten installed for us. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's coming down the road. I know the end time's coming, but I don't know when, but it might be next week, and it might be tomorrow. I don't know. Yes, sir. But uh, I... uh, Lived through hardships and things. I mean, everybody was so poor then mm-hmm. when I was growing up, and uh, it was it wasn't uh, like it like it used to be when I was growing up. My dad and uh, his two brothers, three brothers, they all worked together, but you don't see that no more. And uh, we killed hogs together. We worked together. Done all this together, and but. That ain't happening no more. Mm-hmm. Every man is for his own good. I mean, nobody wants to see what the Lord has done. Right. I've seen the Lord move in a lot of ways. Yes, sir. A lot of things. And it's a miracle what the Lord has done already for this, for the United States. We've lived in, in goodness of the Lord. And mm-hmm. in, in, our, in, our, in our high up people that's over us, I know we're supposed to pray for them and, and Give them our best, but they've they've turned around and went the other way. Yes, and uh, I don't think the Lord is very pleased with what what's going on now in the world. Right, myself, and, uh, and I was always taught from the ground up that Israel was God's chosen people. Yes, sir. In Jerusalem, I mean, hey, we can't go against that. Right, and we've seen them. We've seen them go to war a lot of times, and they've always come out on top. Mm-hmm. They've never been. Uh, like it is today. So how how old were you and Granny when you got married? I was twenty six and she is eighteen. And uh, Lord sakes of mercy, <laughs> a lot of time. Yeah. I mean, you guys are going on how many years now? Fifty seven. Wow, fifty seven. That's years. amazing. Fifty seven years in. Uh, <clears throat> I ain't in the best of health right now, but the Lord has blessed me. I mean, well. I was in a tent meeting one, uh, years ago down in North Carolina. I took Mommy Woodyard to this tent meeting down in North Carolina. And uh, uh, that's when I had my cigarettes in the dash of my car. And so I decided I'd, I'd go out and smoke a cigarette. It was under a tent. So I get about halfway between the tent and the car. And, and and this voice hollered at me, hey, like that. And uh, I, I kept walking because it was dark and everything. So he hollered at me again, and uh, he was an Indian preacher. Hmm. Had come to that tent that night. Hmm. And uh, he said uh, to me, uh, now you don't know me and I don't know you, but he said the Lord spoke to me in, our, in there and told me, to come here and tell you that the Lord 
was going to move in your life. And he said, you're going to have to, have to uh, take a part of this, what the Lord's going to do for you, and you got to support the gospel of, uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I watched that for about seven or eight years. I worked at Clawman Mills, and I worked at Coleman Furniture, but I, wa- I, I watched that for seven years. And then one day, uh, I come out of Klopman Mills to go get me a haircut on Saturday morning. Mm, throw that thing away. I cut it <laughs> off. But anyway, I watched that for seven years, brother. Uh-huh. I'm telling you. Yeah. And uh, uh, a man come to me just out of nowhere and said, here, I've got a job. It's from Richmond, and I'm going to let it put you in the trucking business. And... Man, it was something. I mean, we, me and Jewel, I, she, she went to school and she was already had a uh, high school education, but mm-hmm. we sent her to college and she worked all day at, at the trucks for the trucking. She done all that and she done, then we went into the station business. She done all that and she kept all that going for me and, uh, that's a milking, milking business, right? Yeah. And anyway, <laughs> I, uh, it just, everything just started moving along the other way. I was that going that way. So it started moving to the, to the right and going straight. But the Lord blessed me. My goodness. Uh, but the, that man told me, said, you gotta, you gotta put a tenth of this goes into the gospel. Mm. So I did that. Okay. I mean, <clears throat> man, uh, I got in with the big boys up. Up in Pulaski, Huff Colin Oil, and all them boys, and they they had a they had a little. I was going to church at that time, and I started missing on Wednesday night, and going to we have they'd have coffee breakfasts and things, you know. So I thought that was the thing to do. So, so I found out that uh, that wasn't for me. So, I I uh, I hear this. One night mm-hmm. on the door, and I just turned over, kind of ignored it. But then I just and knock again. So I get up and pull my, put my britches on, got on my job, put my britches on. And I thought it was somebody at the back door. So when I went through the living room, the living room light up just like this. It was just, I didn't need no light to go through there. Oh, my. And, uh, uh, that small still boy said, uh, if you don't straighten up your act, I'm going to take all this away from you. Mm. Wow. So I made a rage, but that day start back to church. It was on Wednesday. And uh, them boys didn't understand. I had to quit going mm-hmm. to their meetings. And, you know, and well, I found out, I found a lot of things out that I didn't know I wouldn't say today, but it happened, and I come over that. And, uh, the Lord blessed me in it. Brother Williams, let me ask you a question. Okay. When you would have those experiences, when that still, small voice would speak to you, did it ever freak you out? I mean, this was early on in your, your well, life. Yeah, in a way. When it first started out, it did. Then I got used to it. Okay. And I'll tell you a little story. There's a lady that lived up in the, and uh, over there on the mountain where you're going into Lilydale, okay? Mm-hmm. She had 13 youngins. 
So uh, I was running the station then. So a man come by one morning going to the airport, and his alternator went out. So I had Jimmy uh, back there helping us and everything. So I went up to Napa and got an alternator, come back down, and we put it on his car, and uh, he was gone. It went on there about a year. So uh, Jimmy come in one day and said, Jerry, there's a guy here who wants to see you. I said, okay. I went out. And he laid a $100 bill down on my desk. He said, this is for you getting me on the road, and I I'm, I made some money off of this deal. You, I want you to take your wife out and eat at steak dinner. Well, I stuck the $100 bill in my shirt pocket, and I thought, I thought that morning I was going home. I went home on uh, Saturday morning real early, like 9, 10 o'clock, so. I get in my truck, and I start across the mountain, and that's the old road mm-hmm. down there. And mm-hmm. uh, I get down to the Horseshoe Bend, and that small, still voice said, take that money and give it to this lady in Lilydale. Well, I know some of you might know her. And, and, and she was a Jones, and she married Danny Jones. And uh, uh, <laughs> I went all the way to the bottom of the hill, all the way to the bottom of the mountain. And I, and I wasn't going, I was going to take it and eat a steak dinner out of it. But anyway, <laughs> I turned that truck around down there in, in, in that little old service station lot, and I went back towards Lilydale. I get over at Lilydale, and I start up to her house. And when I got in her driveway, looking at her door, she was coming out putting her coat on. And uh, so I thought to myself, what's, what's, what is this? Lord, you, and so what I done, uh, I hollered, her name was Claudine, so I said, Claudine, I got something for you. And she just fell down right on her walkway and started screaming. Mm. And I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around what was going on. So I said, Claudine, what in the world's happening to you? She said, Jerry, you won't believe this, but. I've got 13 youngins in this house, and we don't have a one piece of bread, no milk, no nothing. Oh, my. And I, I said, well, I got something for you. She said, she come on to the truck, mm-hmm. and she said, the Lord spoke to me this morning and, and said, I'd been praying way up in the night or whatever. And he said, if you'll get your coat, get up and get your coat on and go to Ward's Wage, I'll furnish the money. Wow. Oh, you talk about, now that's that ain't the first time the Lord had done something like that with me. Yeah, but and it, then I'd learned myself. Take the first thing that you do. If that first word comes across to you, you that's the one you want to walk. You don't want to ponder on it. You just want to take it. You want to run with it. Yes, sir. So uh, I uh, mm. I did that, but now the story was that. Uh, her husband had got laid off at the pipe shop over here and been laid off for, I don't maybe eight or nine months. And me and Jewel would go to Sam's Wholesale over Bluefield, and we'd get them uh, groceries just like we'd get us groceries, take them to them, you know. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> I mean, Lord, over in Haiti and in places, I sent a, a fishing boat over there. I sent a uh, – uh, I bought a uh, – uh, Volkswagen van sat over. We went. We went over on how many trips, and the Lord was really, really moved in it. And uh, the things that He's done in my life, 
Here I am, 84 years old. Going, well, I'll be 85 next month. Mm. But all of my buddies, all of my other I've got so many close boys that I dealt with in church and all this type of thing. And I never thought for one minute the Lord would let me live 84 years. Yes, sir. Huh. I, 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 I mean, I've got, I've got a little something wrong with me, but I'm 84 years old. And I don't, and I don't understand that. But my mama was a thoroughbred arch lady. Uh, my grandpa was a thoroughbred archman. And, uh, I was, I was brought up the hard way. I remember carrying, uh, six dozen eggs and two pounds of butter around Slady Bank in Bland County in Hollybrook off of Kimberlin Creek every Saturday morning. That was my job. Wow. And, uh, we get, you would trade I, for this, right? Uh, you would trade that. We would trade this. Store. We didn't have no money. Nobody had any money. Really, everybody was the same thing. There wasn't no money there. So I'd get a box of soda, a box of bacon powders, and a, and a, a pound of coffee with that. Mm. And if there's anything left, left, I'd get me a piece of licorice candy <laughs> about that long. <laughs> and I don't like the stuff today. Yeah. Oh, goodness. And I'd chew on that going home. It'd take me, it's about... It was about four miles down there to Hollybrook. But I traveled around that church there where I go now. Mm. And it never entered my mind that I'd ever be in that holler. My goodness. I never thought the Lord would place his, his uh, self, the Spirit of the Lord, there in that church. Yeah. But the Spirit of the Lord was placed there. If it's ever a Spirit of the Lord placed in Hollybrook, that's where it's at. Yes, sir. Right now. Mm. And I've seen him, I've seen him heal people in there, and I've seen him. Lord, there's so much that it's went on in my life that people just don't don't see. Right, you know? yes, sir. But I took that what the Lord gave me, and I blessed other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with it in um, my wife, Jewel, she's she's just one of the best. Yes. Uh, I mean, we've. Li- I have never had a car payment lost. I've never had my lights cut off because I didn't pay the bill. I always had it. Somewhere or another, it would come. It would be there, you yeah. know. God's a provider. And, uh, well, when me and Jewel first got married, it was probably, you see, I don't wear a wedding band today. Yes, sir. There's a reason for that. Okay. I, uh, Jewel got sick. She got down to 110 pounds. You wouldn't think it now, but <laughs> but anyway, she got down to 110 pounds. Oh Granny, working. if you're listening, he did not mean that. <laughs> well, anyway, I got I got to uh, I was working at Coleman Furniture. Working in I had a, I met a man there that was one of the best, and he took care of me while I was there. And um, I left that evening. I, I was working in the sand department making sand belts. And I was going to see Jewel that evening. And uh, so I got to the parking lot. I want you to listen to this. I got to the parking lot. Got out of my car. I had a 50, 56 Chevrolet hardtop. And it wasn't much, but it was my transportation. Anyway, I started up the steps to the hospital. And... uh that small still voice spoke to me again. 
He said, uh, you take that wedding bed off, and I'll heal her. Mm. This boy got through the door. Wow. And uh, I went to the head nurse off up where the head nurses are, and she stopped me. She said, Jerry, Jewel ain't doing good. And I said, what's the problem? She said, well, she can't hold nothing on her stomach. She's not eating and all this type of thing. Mm-hmm. I said, what to myself about? Well, Lord, you're going to heal her. Yeah. So I took that, and I, I just said, okay, that's it. So don't never, I mean, there's so many times that we pray for people, and then we'll get that dark place of thing in the back of our mind. Oh, maybe you will, and maybe you won't. You got to say, yes, you will. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, sir. Can't, you, can't, you can't stagger from that. Mm. It's just like that door back there. That door's there for a purpose. Yes, sir. Yeah. And you gotta you, you got to use it if you're going to get out of here. Yes, sir. Right. That's right. And that's the way the Lord is. The door to heaven is open that's to right. anybody to do it. That's right. you got to take that step and go through it. And uh, so uh, I, I got... I went back home at night. I left her home. I left her at the hospital down here, the old hospital. She's sick. And, uh, and uh, Lord, I said, good day. This can't be happening. And uh, we, uh, I went on to work the next morning. The Coleman furniture went in there and come back out. And about 10 o'clock, I decided I'd go call back down to the hospital. I called to the, I, I know that girl down there. So I called up there to head the nurse's station, and she said, Jerry, get, I want to tell you something. She said, Jewel eat breakfast this morning, and she's doing really good, or all of her vital signs has come back, and you can take her home tomorrow night. Tomorrow Pray, praise God. Praise the Lord. I mean, and Jewel, I mean, she ain't been sick on her stomach since. My, my. But when the Lord does something, he does it right. He doesn't perfect. do it. He, does yeah. it he don't do it halfway. And, That's right. You know, but... Uh, my, 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 my. Brother Jerry, I want to ask you a, okay. a question here. This is, this, the stories that you're telling are just absolutely amazing. Okay. But I remember you told me not too long ago, uh, you had an incident where you was riding down the road and, and the Lord spoke to you and told you to get over in the other lane. Can you tell that yeah. story? Yeah. Well, I was coming from Roanoke. Well, I'd been down there for a truck or something. And anyway, uh, <laughs> By the way, I about killed my, my grandson, DJ, you know. I used to go get him and take him out of school, and we'd drive around all these places. I, I had, When I was in business, I had 96 producers, mm. farmers, and I'm market milker. And I, we never shortchanged nobody. Mm-hmm. I told my drivers, never shortchanged nobody. If, uh, if that thing split the line in their tanks, give it to the farmer. Don't give it to the company. Uh-huh. And we always done that. But uh, Lord is just. I was I was just driving down that road down the honor on the other side of the mountain, and it's just get over the other lane. Got over the other lane, and this big tractor trailer. I hadn't got I know probably a half a mile down the road, and here lays this thing over his back, and he'd come across the other lane into my lane and down. And if I hadn't been in that lane, I'd have been out of here. I'm a- I mean, it just... He, he speaks. Yeah. We got to listen. Yeah, you just... I mean, if you don't listen, you ain't going to hear nothing. That's just like going to school. Have a teacher's up there teaching you, and you don't take a heed to it. 
then you're going to fail when you come down to the end of the road. Right. And that's, that's kind of the lifestyle that we're living now. If we don't do right and don't keep ourselves in line, we're not going to win this race. Yes, sir. But I'm, I'm afraid that we're in the end-time day right now. Mm-hmm. Everything looks, I mean, well, just take for instance, I, I had a truck. I had it for eight years. I dearly loved I loved that truck. I loved I would drive that thing. And so I went to uh, Burke's Garden and picked up a grain drill for a feller. The thing was about $40,000. Brought it home. I took it to the farmer where we were supposed to take it to. I dropped it off. And I told Jewel I was coming to Dublin. This just happened about five weeks ago, really. Five or six weeks, maybe. Not long. Not long. But anyway... I I was coming home, and the next thing I know, I'm I'm facing a sycamore tree about like that. Oh, my. The stern wheel on that thing just went like this, and them dodges are good for that. I hate to say, but I've heard <laughs> stories mobile. of them, you know, doing it. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. But just bam, and it's gone. Well, I might have thought too much of that old truck. I might have had a spedal Man, it had it sitting up on a pedestal, like, you know. <laughs> and the Lord took it away from me. And maybe I was paying more attention to that, and I was supposed to be paying to what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you, if a man has ever been blessed sitting in this chair of a longevity of life in this world, yes, I've had it. My, my. I've had it. And, I mean, I've had some close calls in my time. Mm-hmm. Always come out of, on the head. Wow. But, uh. I, I I tell you things that's things that's happened in my life, and I I would be a foolish, foolish man to turn around now. Yes, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. I mean, what you could gain the whole world mm. and lose your soul. That's right, dear Lord. And and I have been blessed. I had a station. I seen it through. And a lot of people went bankrupt on it mm-hmm. in that time of year. That, that when the shortage come, and I was in the trucking business for forty some years, or I don't, I guess all my life. <laughs> but uh, back in Bland, we was poor. But Brother Clark, he 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 he, I read myself into this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell I was him, born and raised in the Methodist Church. Tell them about you with the flashlight under your bed. Yeah, I have took a flashlight and read the word because my mom and dad. Now, my dad was baptized before he passed away. Okay. But, uh, you know, it's just so much stuff that went on in my life that people could change. If you could just if you just see the see the difference in, a, in, in your life, Walk of life with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I've been over on that hill uh, for 27 years, 28, 29 years now in Whitegate. And uh, Lord, how mercy, how the Lord has blessed people. And then I've seen the Lord bless people and they walk away from it. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Turn their back. Mm-hmm. What the Lord has given, turn their back on it. And not, not realizing that they're turning their back on life. Yeah. Mm. I mean, life. When you get when you get saved, mm-hmm. and you start walking for the Lord, 
and uh, you're going to stumble every once in a while. You yes. ain't going to. It ain't a. It ain't a, a, a rosy and all this type thing together. It's sort of like mine and Jewel's marriage. I mean, there's a lot of giving, a lot of taking, and I, you know, today, man, and my daddy called me in when I told him I was going to get married, and all of our my brothers got seven of them, and he told us, boys, that's forever. You're taking on something, it's forever. And I don't want to, he'd say, I don't want to hear you if so. Now, come home. If you get hungry, come home. I'll feed you. Yeah. But I don't want to hear any of your problems because mm-hmm. there's two sides to every story. This is right. You know. This is true. And we're living in a day where it's just a a haphazardous thing. It's just like marriage is nothing anymore. Right. It's it's yeah. lost on this generation. It's don't They don't have no iota what they give away. Mm. They give, well... The devil is taking who he wants to now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get a if you if you get a weak vessel in the church, them's the one you need to pray for. The ones that's up running and and ain't got no ain't got no problems. They ain't the ones that need to be prayed for. Our weak vessels that we got so many of them, and the young people today has got so much stuff to carry with them. Yes, sir. And you know, it's it's bad, it's, mm-hmm. and you can't. You can't realize what you what you got until, until you gone. lose it. Yeah. Yes, sir. Let me ask you this, brother okay. brother Williams. Uh, we've got your grandson here, brother Coke. What does it mean to you? What is, how does it make you feel to see him raised in the truth and living it? Because um, I know you are you and your grandson are very close. What does it make you feel when you see him living in this truth? Well, I get I re, I, well, we go to church on Sunday morning, too, and we have our service about the same time y'all do. Mm-hmm. But I look forward to seeing him. I come home, and I get to I look, I get him on tea, I don't know, as they singing down here. And we go to our church also. We consider this our part of our sure. our, 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 our people, too. But yes. many things, you know, there's so much. I mean, I wouldn't. I've got one right now that's not in not not living like she ought to live. Mm-hmm. But I've taught her that. I've taught her I I've taught her better. Yes, sir. And what I mean, she's raised in the truth. I mean the truth how can I put it? The truth is something the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And the truth is not uh uh trying to twist it halfway this way and twist it halfway that away. Mm-hmm. It's Line upon line, precept upon precept. It don't make no difference how hard your life is. Don't, don't, don't take, don't give up your seat in the church. Yes, sir. That thing was given to you, and the Lord, the Holy Ghost. Well, people just throw the Holy Ghost out the window. Mm. It's no good anymore. They mm-hmm. claim about like this, that, and the other. When did when did you receive the Holy Ghost? And where? Uh, I was in Lincoln's Holler, sitting on a stump in the woods. In the woods. <laughs> well, not in the woods, in the new ground. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I had, uh, I'd been a bad boy. And I had my permit taken away from me. I'm not ashamed of that. Now, really, that woke me up. Um, I had my permit took away from me, and I went there. After I went to church, and the Lord done spoke to me and said, I'm going to give it back to you in 10 days. And they done took it away for two years. <laughs> 
And they couldn't, my mom and dad, they couldn't believe it. But uh, I went in that new ground that morning. That was my grandfather's new ground. And I got, there's, a, there's an oak stump there. And I can take you up there within 10 feet of it. Today, if it ain't rotting away. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> the Lord spoke to me that day and that morning and said, go to that, go, go to the mountain. I'm going to bless you today. And I went up there. And the next thing I know, mm. I didn't even ask him for the Holy Ghost. He gave it to me. Oh, my. I mean, the next thing I know, when I come to myself, I was speaking in tongues. Mm. And, man, that wasn't that, that didn't go across in the Methodist church. Mm. And my mama didn't understand it. My daddy didn't understand it, but he got baptized. Uh, Brother Clark baptized him and got him. But I, people just don't understand. See, the the just uh, when I was when I was I was probably about thirteen or fourteen years old. Whenever the when all this become, it yeah. started out down in Parisburg, Nares, in the assembly down there of God. But a lot of them just just. Went away from that and said, "There's nothing to this. It's, it's like it is right today." Mm-hmm. Even down to our, what our nation is built on, the Word of God. Yes, sir. It's gone away. They don't, and they they think they can just shove that away. But one day, they're going to come up short. Uh-huh. It's it's it, uh, brother Till. It's I mean. Uh, where could we go with just to the Lord? Mm. I mean, in my in my vocabulary, that's all it. Ever, I'll guarantee you, I say his name probably 30, 40, 50 times a day. Yes, sir. I mean, things happen in your life. And, you know, while I think of it, while I'm saved and everything, when I see a bad something coming along, I say, I'll holler, Jesus. That's all you got to do. Holler Jesus, and that that'll that'll smooth things out for you. Mm. I mean, I, I, uh, my grandfather didn't understand this. My mom and dad didn't understand this, but it's the truth. I yeah. mean, the truth. The, <laughs> I just don't understand how people can go to church and not realize where the foundation is. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> uh. If you're talking about the Holy Ghost and all that, man, it's real. Yes, sir. There's nothing wrong yes, sir. with speaking in tongues when the Spirit gives utterance. That's right. Mm-hmm. And listen, I've seen, I seen guys in the Methodist Church every bench in the house would be down. Mm-hmm. They didn't realize what they had. They called it the Holy Spirit. They didn't call it the Holy Ghost. I've seen bus I havens jump over four or five pews. And never turn one of them over. Mama. I mean, the spirit. Yeah. I mean, the spirit of the Lord moved. My yes. grace. I've seen him working windshield wipers. I mean, if you ain't going. I had a truck one time. We was over in Florida County, and it started snowing like you ain't never seen. And Irvin hollered at me on the radio. He said, Jerry, my windshield wipers ain't working. I can't see. And this is a tractor trailer. And so we cut. I said, well, I'll. You drive by my lights or whatever, and I got in front of him, 
and we crossed the New River Bridge in Floyd County. And before we went off the other end of it, that one was working. My, my. Uh. Uh. <laughs> hmm. I mean, it's, you know, when you, I don't want to fall in the hands of a living God. And they don't understand it. The people don't understand it. That it's, it's life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's life. It's real. Uh-huh. Uh, it's really real. And I get up every morning. Thank the Lord. Hey, I thank you, Father, for what you've done for me today. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you give me life. You give me breath. And I've had a few sick days in my time. But, look, I've had two back operations, and I'm walking straight as a gun barrel right now. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> Praise never, God. I, I've seen. And I, and I had, well, the Lord has really given me. Uh, I want to, I mean, I want to live and help people. Yeah. But how can you do that if they just turn their back on you and walk out, you know? Sure. Now, Brother Williams, you said that you've talked a lot about God speaking to you during the day, hearing the voice of God. But one of the most profound things that's just absolutely shaped my life that you said not too long ago was that oftentimes the Lord will wake you up in the middle of the night. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was, man, what it's like last night, 3 o'clock this morning, uh, that small, still voice just woke me up, said, uh, pray for Brenda, Brenda, uh, uh, Brenda and Dwayne, mm-hmm. they're, 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 they got a load on their shoulders, it needs to be Somebody needs to talk to them, lift a little of that load off of them, you know. So said I would pray for them, and I had to pray for Adrian. I had to pray for Thomas. I mean, we, the Lord has anointed them people. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Oh, man. Oh, yes. I mean, the Lord has anointed that. Thomas and uh, Adrian, Adrian and, and, and Wayne and Brenda, I mean, our church is growing. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I mean. Praise God. I mean. I mean, I've seen the Lord move in there, but then uh, I've seen the Lord move in church, and here about six months ago, I just turned around and looked over in that far corner on the right-hand side, and it's kind of just a mist of cloud, dirt, just a dark little cloud floating around over there, and I thought, Lord, what in the world could this be? What could it be? What could it be? Is it is it me? I don't want to be the one that brings uh, 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 something upon the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lord's got ways of moving things around. Right. His ways ain't our ways, and our ways ain't His ways. Uh-huh. And I find that if you just go with the lead of the Lord, He'll take care. He'll work things out. I've seen Him work things out in the church. I've seen Him just marvelous things He's done. What He's done for the <clears throat> For the young people in our church, uh-huh. and also Joyce, this church, this yes. church is means a lot to me. Yes, God's moving because I know it come from nothing. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And all right, if if Brother Joy hadn't listened to that or that unction that he had to bring a church to Radford, right? Mm. This we we wouldn't be sitting here That's today. Exactly I would not right. be here, no sir. No, I know you wouldn't. No sir. My marriage would be ruined. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't have my kids. I mean, that's, my goodness. You know, if you think about it, 
the church here in Radford and the church as a whole in this community really stemmed from Hollybrook. Oh, yeah. Sure, you know, and, absolutely. And a lot of the, just the the generations and the the first generation apostolics, you know, they, they've stemmed from that church. Absolutely. But when he say, you know, another thing, like Brother Clark, a man, if there's ever a man of God in Hollybrook, mm. he brought that spirit with him from Richmond. When the Lord, if... He hadn't listened to the Lord spoke to right. him in Richmond. Right. He'd come home and do this. Wouldn't be none of this. I mean, wouldn't be none of that over there. No. That's why it's so important to listen to that voice. It's, you never know how many lives. It's going to be handled with you. There, yes. You know? Yes. So I'm looking at a day where I'm telling you, every day that we live, every moment we live, every hour that we live, if we don't, Listen to what the Lord telling us and telling us to do, then we're dismissing the mark. Yes, sir. The mark of a high calling. Uh huh. And I, oh my, listen, I know without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord has put the anointing upon Thomas. Oh yes. And Dwayne, I mean Dwayne, come from Brother Clark's ministry, mm-hmm. but Brother Clark trained him. Yes, he was a trailblazer. And he was ready to go when this thing happened. Uh-huh. And I don't know why they, I, I didn't, Brother Clark was 80 years old. And I, I mean, I, I didn't have I, no inkling in my mind that he would be, I, I, that he'd be gone before I was. Mm-hmm. And I looked, I, just like the other day, I was sitting over on the mountain. And, and a, a small still voice said, Look what the Lord's done for you. Mm. He's kept you here this long. Well, and then I questioned the Lord. I said, why have you took all these other fellers out mm-hmm. and left me here? What 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 good am I by myself if I don't have the the, the, the congregation and everything? And he spoke to me in church a lot of times, too. And I... I have not never told that. Some things that's between me and the Lord. That's right. Yes, sir. I don't tell everything that the Lord does for me because, oh, my. Mm-hmm. It's a, and I know that, well, <laughs> I, 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 work, I work with the Amish a lot. I do. And I see that, uh, well, they don't want to accept. They want to. They want to uh, accept him by their mouth, but not by their heart. Mm-hmm. But everything is different. A different story told every day mm-hmm. is a different story told every day. But well, let's look around and see what the Lord has done for this church. Yes, I mean, was when Brother Joy started in here, probably eighteen or nineteen people. Look, it's full now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, the word of God means a lot. Right. Yes, it does. To me. Yes. I mean, uh, it's not a time to slack, boys. It's not no time to slack up. Yes, sir. You need to keep your seat in the church. Yes, sir. Whatever. I don't care what comes, what may. I mean, you got to keep your seat in the church. And most of all, be be dedicated to it. I mean, your pastors and your, your Sunday school teachers and your uh your ministers that you've got coming up, 
in the church. I mean, that's the most important thing of this thing. Right. That's the foundation of it right, right. there. Right. Mm-hmm. And if that's tore down, I mean, what yeah. you got? You what do got you have? Nothing. It's nothing. Yes, sir. And, and, and if you don't back them, you got to pray. Just like last night, I was praying for Brendan, Dwayne, and Adrian, and Thomas at 3 o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. I didn't question the Lord what it was for. Uh, I didn't. I, I, I just know they need to pray for. So yes, sir. Prayed for him. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, in my in my work, I I still wake up sometimes during the night and look out the window see if it's snowing, other than the milk business. Mm. But. Out of them ninety six farmers that I had, they you couldn't call one of them up today and say it I mistreated him or done something right. you know, that wasn't right by him. And uh, I've tried to keep a clean slate there because I don't want to get up before the Lord and come up short. Yes, sir. <clears throat> I mean, there's so many pe- people that don't understand. They do things to people and hurt them, and you don't have to really talk to a person and hurt him. You can say things that don't mean nothing to hurt that guy. You, you can hurt him, mm-hmm. and you don't need to do that because right. the Lord is the Lord blesses who He wants to bless. Yes, sir. I've seen Him bless a lot of people. Yes, sir. I don't understand that. I understand thoroughly, though. But when I was a boy, we growed up. I mean, if anybody in the community was sick or afflicted, we went there and helped them do their chores and things. You don't see that no more. Nobody don't want to help nobody. Nobody wants to do nothing. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Lord's coming back. He is. As sure as I'm sitting here, buddy. He is. And, he, and they better take heed to what's going on in front of them today. Because uh-huh. mm-hmm. I don't think we got to. But just a little while longer to work. Yes, sir. It's, it, uh, Brother Teal, it's it looks like that. Uh, uh, I well, the Lord knows what's going to take place. He does. And I'm telling you, Israel and Jerusalem is God's chosen people. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've been too many. I've seen too many in my 84 years. I've never seen it. And our I don't like to do politics, but. In 84 years, I have never, I have never once seen when we had a Democrat president that we didn't have, that was pressed down. Hmm. Peoples are pressed down now. And I don't know how much more com- compressed they can take. Yeah, yes, sir. But it's a, it's, 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 it's a, a pressing time. Right. Now's a time, pressing time. You got to, you got to press. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you don't press, you ain't gonna get. You ain't gonna get nothing. That's right. That's right. And you got to press in. You got to. You got to keep going. Yes, sir. Never give up. Never give. Don't give the devil any foothold. If he gets, if he gets just a little bit, mm-hmm. he'll take a whole lot. Yes, right. sir. I, I want to transition here for a moment because you talked a lot about relationships that you've had with people, Brother Williams, over the course of your life. I want to talk to Brother Caleb for just a moment, okay. Brother Caleb. I know just a, a small part after being your friend for a long time. Um, I've seen from a distance, the, 
the the high regard that you hold your grandfather in and you have so much respect for him and and I know that you love this man and words really can't put it into in into the picture but I want to give you an opportunity uh to treasure this moment forever and just let brother Williams know uh how much he means to you uh because I think this is a special moment <clears throat> I will try to do it without getting emotional um It's okay you know, my mind goes back uh, years and years ago. Uh, I think we use it as a shovel now, but I think um, Hollybrook one year did for their Father's Day, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Papa, but they did a shovel, and it had digging a legacy. Yeah. And upon this podcast, you know, upon thinking about this and everything, something I told you, Brother Teal, is that when I when years come down the road and Papa knows this mm-hmm. and he's not here, yeah, I will look back on this and I will be able to listen to it, yes, sir, and I'll be able to treasure his words just as I do now, yes, sir. And I'm thankful for him and my grandmother, yes, sir. And my mom and my dad, mm-hmm. because oh my, my dad came to truth from through my mom and through this family. Yes, and had he not been obedient, had he not wanted to know more, know more truth, I wouldn't be here today. Yes, sir. You know, and oh my, I I treasure the moments that I have with my grandfather, yeah. and I, I treasure the the times that he and I are sitting on a back porch together. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I look up to him. He is, a, I know he's a phone call away and he and I joke around a lot, you know, but, um, I, I'm thankful that I have a mentor in my life mm-hmm. in that generation that I can look towards for wisdom and knowledge. Yes, and I, I greatly appreciate him. And I, 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 uh, I, I don't ever, He's my best friend. Yeah, and um, you know, just growing up, I remember we we lived um, right down the road from him and uh-huh. my grandmother, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> I remember he would come down on the four wheeler. And he would take my sister and I up to their house, and we'd eat ice cream. Oh man! They oh. had the those plastic cups of the, the ice cream. Yeah, and we would eat those. And man, times times like that, man, you just you reminisce, and you just wish you know you could go back. And mm-hmm. plenty of times when we were going to the church in Hollybrook, um, especially like after a Saturday night service, we would go over to their house, and we would we would fix sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, we would. It would be uh, mm. like a bologna and cheese and a lettuce sandwich with mayonnaise. <laughs> and uh, yep. I remember, I remember those times, and I, I treasure those times with with my grandfather and my sister and my parents over there. Man, it was. I, I look at that house every day. Wish it was come up for sale because I would buy it in a heartbeat. Yes, know? sir. And uh, but uh, again, I'm uh, I'm just I'm so thankful that you reached out and wanted to do this yes and for him you know yeah. but f- for me as well Absolutely. just because you know 
nowadays we have the technology to hold stuff yes. forever. Yes. You know, and we you know. You know, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, some people on here know, but I'm expecting a little girl within a matter of weeks. Yes. Lydia Jean. Yep. Looking forward to that. And I'm just so happy to have this podcast for her as well. Yeah. You know, and for her to be able to, to listen back on, you know, the wisdom and the knowledge that he's going to impart. Oh, yes. Because... Like he said, this the generation of his generation is dying out, mm-hmm. and I, I don't mean that any type of disrespect. But I mean, we're all going to go at some point, right? You know, that's just the Lord's will, mm-hmm. and He'll call us home when He calls us home. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I I I want to treasure wisdom and knowledge from this generation, absolutely, from my little girl, <clears throat> absolutely. And, uh, that I'm telling you, He's just He's the. Every time I get a phone call from Him, I. I got to answer it because this is yeah. Paul, Paul, you know. Yes, sir. I've, I've got to answer his phone call. Wow, that's amazing, brother. Yeah, uh, go ahead. We went down to Jamaica. Well, we went to Jamaica a lot of times, and uh, we done a lot of built. We built uh, several churches, but anyway, uh, I had a brand new pair of tennis shoes on. I never will forget this. And, We'd come out of the woods kindly. It was in the Black Mountains, what they call the Black Mountains of Haiti. And it's rough. And uh, this little lady, had her feet, she hadn't had no shoes on her whole life. Had never had a pair of shoes on. This was in Haiti? Yeah. And her foot was screwed out. It was flat. Kind of like a, a duck's foot. Uh-huh. And I had... So I took these pair of tennis shoes off, and I had to take my pocket knife and cut down both sides of the front of it so her foot would go in it. Mm. And uh, she was just, after we got the shoes on her, she just jumped, the tennis shoes on her, she just jumping up and down. And I asked Jolly, our interpreter, I said, what, what's wrong with her? And he said, a jury, she ain't never had a pair of shoes on her feet. Oh, my. I mean. Wow. You know, and one time I remember we went to night service over there, and Jewel had bought me a new, brand new, a nice brand new dress, uh, a coat. A dress coat. Yeah, it was a dress coat. So this boy I sat down beside of up at, on a platform, he kept feeling of it, feeling of, the, of it, and I asked him, I, he couldn't understand me, but I I asked Johnny. I said, "What? What's he say? He likes that coat." So uh, went out that when we started out, the service was over, and we started out. So I just took it off and I, I gave it to him, and he couldn't understand. I told him, "You're it's yours. I'm gonna give it to you." So we get home. <laughs> so Jewel says, "Whatever. More in the world's that new sport coat I bought you." <laughs> I said, "Did you know I gave it away that night?" You didn't see me give it to that boy? And uh, she said, no, but I did. I left it. I, left it. I gave it to him. Mm-hmm. Tickle him to death. It just, uh, uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you another story about healing. Okay. Uh, me and Craig Strain, we was, in, we was in Haiti. And uh, this boy was chopping sugar cane. 
And we had a comp. We'd built a compound down there through this other preacher and uh, brother Duon, and uh, we and so he had cut his heel with a, uh, a shed. He cut mm. sugar cane. Oof. <laughs> so there was no doctor there. The doctor uh, come around once a week or so, whatever. Anyway, me and Craig takes him in to the compound. <laughs> and we thought we'd kill him. I'd give him three Tylenol. <laughs> Double strength. Oh, it knocked him out. Cold as a mackerel. And we sewed his, Craig sewed his seal up. Yeah. And we were supposed to leave out of there on a Saturday. And this is the living truth. He was walking on that thing just like it was nothing. Wow. On a Saturday morning. Mm. God is good. It, I mean, oh man, it's just so good. <laughs> what you see, things that you've done. Yeah. <laughs> Poor old Filler Woodyard, he went with us one night, and it was bad. It was really bad. They, 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 they put us in a chicken house and was guarding the door. These two, these three, uh, uh, ladies, they was guarding the door, and man, it. Brother Duwan was there with us. Anyway, it, it hadn't rained there in six months. And this is the truth. It hadn't rained there in six months. It come up with awful thunderstorms. Them, them, them guys, them uh, guys that beating on their drums outside the door, they was wanting to eat us for sure. <laughs> An old feller said, man, I'd give anything for my 30 odd six. <laughs> I punched him. I said, "Feller, you post What's wrong with you anyway? You got." And he come up that thunderstorm, and that thing quieted down just like that. Wow! The Lord just he just he just clamped it down right there. Uh, man, got up the next morning and walked away. So he's a bird. That's amazing. That's a. I mean, that's amazing. That's you, understandable. Did you come into touch with any witch doctors over there? Oh, did I? Did we? Oh man. They make three or four kinds of black magic, black magic, white magic, and red. That what they do, what they do down in Haiti, and they still do it today. What you, what people don't understand is, it's a heathen country. There, it's a heathen nation, and. It takes something. It takes the Holy Ghost to shake them people. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, some of the people that they come out, and some of them get saved. Some of them don't. Some of them, some of them will get. I mean, you pour out your heart and soul in there to them, but then some, some is overtaken by the devil. <laughs> but there's separation here. I mean, from from the church and and uh, people don't understand that. I mean, they don't, they can't separate that. But I can. But man, I've seen him move here so much. Yes, sir. In the United States, and if if we don't, if the Lord, if they don't, if we don't turn this thing around. If the Lord don't come back and turn this thing around, he, he's going to have to do it mm-hmm. because it's gone. I feel like it's gone too far to the left, and 
I I don't know what's going to take place. Well, okay, I'm going to tell you. In my time, I've seen Sister Burton. Y'all might not know her. And I've seen her shout around the church, and all that's coming out of her mouth is, you better mind, you better mind, you better mind. The Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Speak it. I mean, you better mind. And make it, and if people, it knows that spirit, it has to make cold chills go over. Mm-hmm. You know, to understand that and uh, listen, I come up. I mean, I've been in handle. I've been in meetings that handle snakes. They did. <laughs> I seen them one night. The Hollybrook threw the big fat rattler up there and told Brother Paul Deaton said, "Pick that one up." They went and caught him out of the woods. Brother Paul Deaton just reached down and got him. Mm. Uh. <laughs> Uh, one night, uh, one Saturday evening, brother, I uh, mean, Bobby One Yard wanted to go to uh, Bozo or somewhere up in West Virginia to a meeting. And me and Julie just barely got married then. We, 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 were, we was young in marriage. And uh, when I went through the door, I smelled them. I, I told Julie, we're sitting on a very back seat. <laughs> I said, honey, they snakes in here. You can I'm smell right. a snake. Oh, I can smell them. I worked in the Timberwoods for 12 years. I can smell them. Oh, man. My goodness. They smell just like cucumbers. Really? really strong, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, they do. Uh, a big old fat rattler smell like a cucumber or a copperhead, either one. Wow. If you get around close to them, they put off a smell. Hmm. I'm being close to them. <laughs> so you so you close. walked in, you smelled it. I, yeah. And I what? smelled them. And I said, well, Mommy Woodyard, she, I mean, she's right up there in the platform with them. I mean, uh, and uh, I've seen them pick them up and listen. There's one of the smoothest, sweetest spirit that I've ever seen in my life in there. Mm. When I, well, uh, <laughs> you got to watch what you say. You do. But anything, uh, you don't have to handle a snake to go to heaven. No. That's right. In my book. Yes, sir. And uh, is it um, is it pictured so that they still handle them today? Listen, there there are plenty of them. if you you go to down in Bozo, West Virginia, it's all over the place down there. They still do it. But I'm not jury. I mean, I'm I mean I'm just either. happy what I'm doing, Lord. Yeah. I'm I'm thankful that you don't, I don't have to do that. Yeah, you know. To be rooted, there are a spirit of the Lord. I mean, and uh, when I went in that door that night, I told Jewel, I said, buddy, there's some snakes in here somewhere. <laughs> and sure enough, about halfway through the meeting, he raises up a little door there on the pew and brings out three of them. Oh, my. You know where Jerry went, don't you? Well, out the back. I went to the car. I went to the car. <laughs> and Mommy Woodyard, she stayed there till it was over with, but I never, I've never seen her pick up one. Mama. And one night I, you know what? <laughs> one night I took her everywhere. When me and Jewel got married, I took her on Saturday night. I, she'd call me on 12 o'clock. Jerry, I need to go to North Carolina tonight. Mommy Woodyard? Yeah, to a service. Okay, get ready. I'd go up and pick her up. And and I had a, a Nova Chevrolet then. Bought it brand new. Listen, <laughs> I was working at Coleman Furniture. And they put that, that Chevrolet place up at Pulaski. Mm-hmm. It's a hard top, Nova blue. 
And I walked by that window one day going down to, I don't know, I was taking a, something down to the post office or something. And I walked by the window and I said, Lord, I sure wished I had that car. And uh, eight or nine days later, I was driving that sucker. Did you always do the speed limit? Yeah. Did you? Oh, me? You did. Yeah. Do the speed oh, no. Limit. <laughs> I, I, I was the kind of a feller that, uh, well, I still do it. <laughs> Every once in a while, I still do it. A little heavy foot. Well, I was in three, uh, last week, I, I was in three different counties on in one day. Mm-hmm. You just don't do that by fooling around. <laughs> I was in, uh, I was in, I was in Tazewell that morning. Come back, went to Burke's Garden at ten o'clock, and come back, went back to uh, over on Black Mountain. Come back, and I was in Montgomery County about the rest of the day. But how the Lord has, I mean, I can't do this stuff without the Lord. Yes, right? sir. And you know, I said, "Lord, direct my steps today." And and now I may not never be on my knees when I'm talking to the Lord. I'm talking to the Lord as I go down the road, yes, sir, or anywhere else that can be imaginable. That's right. You know, and I never thought I'd lose that old red truck. Mm-hmm. I put three hundred eighty-seven thousand miles on that thing, mm. like just a few days, being eight months, eight eight years old and i really still ain't figured out what happened to that thing what made that stern wheel go around in my hand like that <laughs> mm. but it's something brother jerry i'm going to ask you one last question okay. this will be the last one and uh we'll bring it to a close but if you if you had the opportunity what you do right now to speak to this current generation young middle-aged, elderly, if you could say one thing after all you've experienced in your life and all you've seen God do, if you could say one thing to the people who are living right now and those who will live in the future, what would you say? I'd say get with the Lord and don't give him up. Yes, sir. I mean, sometimes it gets hard, but the Lord don't promise you every day good, uh, right. every day th- sweetness. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But just stay with him. Just, just stay with him. Because take him to bed with you at night, bring him up in the morning. Yes, sir. And it, it, ain't, a, it ain't a bed of roses right now. And it ain't going to be. Mm. And we're going to have some ups and downs, but don't give up the Lord. Lord's sake, don't give up the Lord. And back, whatever you're doing, if you go whatever church you're going to, Get in there and back your preachers and back your, back the ones that's bringing the word of God to you. Amen. Amen. Right. I mean, that's the only thing that's going to count in this last day. Mm-hmm. If you want to see heaven and what's what what's in there, just keep on keeping on what you're doing. Yes, sir. Get saved and get the Holy Ghost and and bear with people. I mean, love people. Right. Don't try to tear them down and destroy them. That's you know. Right. right. Keep on keeping on, because you don't know what that guy's walking in. Right. You don't. You ain't never been in his shoes. Mm-hmm. I know he's. You know, you see people all kind of, all different size, all different boards of people, but. You
but you don't know what they're walking in. You right. don't know what they're having to lay down at night with their own mind. Maybe it's a financial situation that they're in, and maybe it's something that, that don't mean one thing to you. Right. But mm. You need to keep on keeping on. And I love the Lord, and I've always put him first in my life ever since I've seen him. Well, Brother Clark told me, he said, put him first in your life, Jerry. Don't give up on him. Just keep on keeping on. Yes, sir. Keep on keeping on. Amen. Well, thank you so yeah, much. You're welcome. For, for doing I'm this. I'm so glad that uh, the Lord has given me the opportunity. Amen. Uh, we, don't, uh, we don't know when he's coming. Just get ready to meet him. That's all you can do. Amen. That's it. And get every unclean thing out of your life. Because mm-hmm. there's not no one clean thing going to enter into the life of heaven. And I know we have our ups and downs here, but all you got to do is open your mouth and ask forgiveness. He'll do it. Amen. That's right. He'll do it. Amen. He'll do it. And there's some good things going on in the church right now. Oh, yes. Oh, man. And I know Brother Joy has a lot on him. Brother Dwayne's got a lot on him. Mm-hmm. And... But it's working anyway. It's, it's working. working. That's right. It's working. God's going to build his church. He's going to do it. Yes, sir. He's going to do it. Yes, On this rock, I build my church, and the gates of hell shall, shall not prevail. Not prevail against it. My, my. You need to take that to heart. That's right. Place it right there. Amen. And be delivered from out of the hands of Satan. Amen. Yes. It's all you can do. I mean, Lord, have mercy. And I, I mean that. Lord, have mercy on this generation. Uh-huh. Yes. We'll, we'll live through this. We'll do it. That's right. Mm-hmm. But there are better, their life coming to us. Uh-huh. To those that don't believe, that there's no life for them. Yeah. I mean, death. I mean, yeah. It's till, till, till a man comes to the consideration that after this life, if you ain't a Christian and you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing, and he'll say, depart from me. You work as iniquity. I didn't know you. Uh-huh. That's the word. I don't want, I don't want to hear that. No, sir. no, sir. I want to keep on living. Okay. Amen. Yeah. We're going to make it. We just yeah, got to hold sir, on. We're going to do it. Thank you so Thank much, you. Brother Jerry. Thank you, everyone else, for listening. Thank you, Brother Coke, for being here today. You're We're so honored that you yeah. took time to listen to this. We pray that you're blessed. And we pray that God keep his hand upon you, lead you, and guide you in all truth. Until next time, God bless you, God keep you, in Jesus' name.